Hello, everyone. Today's episode is for the girl who's missed the last few Sundays. We are talking to the girl who hasn't gotten plugged into a church community who might not even think it's that important. Mac and I will be sharing our stories of our church family and why church matters. So listen up. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everybody. We are back on today's episode. We're talking all about our church community. You're going to get a little inside scoop of Mac and I's like church lives, what our Sundays look like, how amped we are every time it's Sunday, and all our favorite things about church and also help you and encourage you to really plug deeply into the church, like some specific direction, some advice, some suggestions. So I think it's going to be really good. Yes, we're both super passionate about it and pumped to jump into all of that. But we wanted to let you guys in on something that we are doing um, as a delight community right now. So we really believe in the power of praying specific prayers. You know, I think so often we are kind of like a little bit vague in our prayer life. We're like, Lord, move in this way or do this thing or you could do that thing and it's not often that we go to the Lord and we say Lord like this is how I want to see you move really specifically in my life and so um, as a team we've just been challenged to pray for more specific things ask the Lord to move in really like tangible specific ways and so one way that we're doing that right now is over the last six months we have been praying for five schools in particular that we would love to see a delight chapter start at so pray that God would just move in the heart of like one leader at each campus and say like, hey, you need to know about Delight. You need to start Delight on your campus. And so um, we just have recently announced it on Instagram that we've been doing this and want to invite you guys to join us in praying for these five schools. So they are Arizona State University, Southern Methodist University, which is in Dallas, Texas, University of Minnesota, Iowa State, and UCLA. So if you want to add those five schools to your prayer list, we would love to have you join us in praying for them. And then how cool in maybe a few episodes uh, when we get to announce that maybe we've gotten some starter delight forms for those schools. How crazy would that be, Ken's? So cool. So pray with us. Well, before we get started, we wanted to, you know, joke around a little bit, have a little Mac and Ken's mess up. Mac and Ken's mess up. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Mac and Ken's mess up. Well, this goes back to, um, I think we were maybe just graduated from college at this point, and um, my dad is a pastor, and he invited Kenzie and I to come and take over the Sunday sermon for him at his church. We had to do it three (laughs) times, all the different services, and like we were in charge of the Sunday sermon. And um, that is not an easy easy feat for two people to do a Sunday sermon together, especially Mm -hmm. when this is early on in life where like neither one of us had very much experience with preaching and teaching. And um, we were just kind of like lost puppies up there. But we argued the whole way through about whether we should script it out or like whether we should just go off the cuff. And Ken's always wants to go off the cuff. And I always want to like have a like plan. And um, (laughs) the hard part, and I'm down to like follow the spirit sometimes, but like when there's two of you up there and Ken's is following the spirit one way and I'm following the spirit the other way, like it can be a train wreck. So we decided to like have a plan. We kind of like wrote out this like script. We knew whose part was whose part. We told the delight story and like kind of like encourage people to to step into like a huge step of faith in their life and um the night before we get to North Carolina and we're rehearsing at church (laughs) we're standing up there we're like doing our thing and my dad is like sitting in the pews like kind of halfway listening to us and he gets up and he like walks over to us and he's like girls it's great it's great it's great he's like but (laughs) 
<laughs> and then he goes into this whole pep talk specifically for Ken's. Yes. I was so nervous to begin with. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've, he's like watching us rehearse. He's the pastor. We're taking over his thing. I was like, I hope I'm doing well. I'm not a speaker. I'm like, ah. anyways, he comes up directly to me and he's like, Ken's, I really think you need to work on this line. Like it's still a kicker. It's really going to like make it or break it. Like <laughs> this is like your time to shine. Like you need to up the energy. Like it was like a pretty big moment in the speech or whatever, the sermon. And so I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. So anyways, Sunday comes. I hit that line like nobody's ever seen you before. Did. Can you give it to us today? So to this day. Thousands. Is that how it says? Yeah. Wait. Fast, Fast forward, forward to today, and thousands of women are now getting, now <laughs> I don't know. experiencing Christ-centered community that will change, change their, their lives forever. And if you do it good enough, there's a clap. Yeah, there's a clap. And he's like, and yeah. he said, he was, like, he was like, leave room. For leave the room. Applause. So I'm like a little <laughs> robot up there trying as best as I can to follow the the script and do my best and but he I came mean, running up to you afterwards yes. and he was like you He's nailed it that yes. was so good I Whatever. was like okay and, and then I just got louder and bigger and better <laughs> at it every time I got an encouragement from him so yes that's me speaking just tell me exactly what to do give me some hype and I will take it and yeah. run with it still to this day like sometimes I'll hear her pull out that line when she tells the delight story and it takes me back to when we were just little babies yes. doing the Sunday sermon and anytime that like you might get to have that line like when it gets are you that, jealous oh I'm always like I think I should say it. you're like I think I do it it's like the one you. thing I own and like <laughs> I'm like I got this <laughs> a lot of confidence um, Oh, man. Well, yes. Okay. So we wanted to share that story in particular because we're talking all about church this week. And we really, um, I think this is something that the Lord has really been speaking to us a lot about in the last couple of years. Because over the last, I'd say, two-ish years, two to three years, Kenzie and I have both really gotten deeply invested in church communities and um, in a way that maybe we weren't as invested in college. And um, we've just seen how it's totally transformed our lives and how throughout college there was probably like a lot of false narratives and a lot of um, ways that we weren't stepping into the gift of church community in our life. And so we kind of just want you guys to almost like learn from like kind of our mistakes in a little bit of ways. Like mm -hmm. we just so believe in the power of being in a body of believers and committing deeply and sticking with it and showing up Sunday after Sunday. And so we mm -hmm. thought it'd be cool to kind of just share our own journeys um, with church and how we got involved at our churches and, and kind of what that looks like for us today. And it's really cool. We shared a little bit of this with um, the Delight community at our Delight conference this past year, our leadership conference, and then also just our team and to hear how so many people kind of like spoke up and were like, wow, I like really need to get plugged in somewhere. Like I've kind of been halfway going to one church for a long time and I've never really deeply committed. And like now I'm ready to like make that decision and to step into that. And so that's our yeah. prayer is that this is like the kick that you need to just jump into a community and go all in. Mm -hmm. And so- we're excited to share more with you today. Yes. Yeah. College is a weird time. Obviously, it's only like four or five years or however long it takes you. And it's like, uh, do I really need to plug in like to somewhere? Like I'm only here like a short period of time. Like I really love my home church. So I might just stay, stick with that and watch it online. We have so many like kind of like excuses or opportunities not to be a part of a church community while in college. So we really just want to shift that narrative for you um, and start off by sharing just our experience. So um, I can kick it off. Perfect. Okay. So um, I came to college and, you know, I actually, I came to the Lord when I at a church. I went to Francis Chan's church in Southern California. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Don't get me started at Francis Chan. <laughs> I mean, it is quite the way to encounter the Lord for the yes. first time, to say the least. But I really was. I was like at this church and he spoke so much into my life, was so like set the standards so high and it was like such a all in give it your all like so inspiring you left every Sunday so inspired so ready to go um but at the same time church was never like my my life like it wasn't like something like my whole family went to all the time it wasn't something that like I didn't even know you like 
should or that it could be like a family thing or like can be like a an accountability thing I just was like going to church because I really liked Francis and like his messages and stuff and so when I got to college and Francis wasn't there <laughs> no and also I was in the south and everybody was like started going to church I was I just never thought of it as something that I really needed like I was like uh you know like I can listen to Francis like <laughs> on podcast or you know YouTube thing or whatever I'll listen to that and like I have a lot of Christian friends and like I go to a lot of worship nights and Bible studies and I do delight and I was like doing all these like Christian things and so I was like I probably don't really need a church like Sunday Sunday like I'm not gonna get all like religious about this like I don't really need to I'd pop in and out I would try different ones and things like that but never really plugged in never experienced like the full impact or consistency of like one church community and I never thought it was an issue until now being at the church I have been for the last two years and realizing like how much growth happens when you actually like become a part of a church like when you plug in when you're under like authority of the church like the leadership of the church the pastor of the church when you like plug in and are held accountable and taught and poured into and worship consistently like it is such a beautiful thing and has matured me spiritually in countless 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 ways and if I would have done this at the beginning of college it would have like matured me so much more. Mm -hmm. And I really did miss an opportunity because I just was like, oh, all these Christian people and it's totally fine. And I feel like there's a lot of you that probably are in that same place where you're like, I go to Campus Grid, I go to Delight, I lead this Bible study, I do this thing, I worship, I have a lot of quiet time. I All my friends are believers. Um, and you really haven't like put in the effort to like plug into a specific church community. And we just want... To encourage you like it's so important you're gonna hear us talk a little bit more about that through the rest of this podcast but it is so important you can't dismiss that like that is a huge part of growing as a believer as a follower of Christ and if you want a place to mature if you want a place to grow your character and to be held accountable and to be loved on too like mm -hmm. you should find a church now so yeah, that's so a little good. bit of my story so good and I love that I love that Ken's night come from like really different backgrounds when it comes to like our involvement with church and so Ken's um didn't go to church a ton growing up and then end up going to high school but I um like I said a pastor's kid and so literally any time that the church doors were unlocked it felt like we were there <laughs> like my family first one's there last one's to leave every youth trip every Wednesday night dinner every church softball game. I mean, I was there. And um, it's really interesting because my dad is a pastor in a denomination where you get sent rather than like choosing what church you're at. And so we moved around a lot, like every four or five years, we'd move and go to a new church. And um, no matter how hard it was to like find friends at school or whatever, I could always count on being so deeply involved in the church community because everybody knew who I was. Like literally I would walk in the church doors and I didn't maybe know who everybody was, but everybody knew that I was the pastor's daughter. So like all the old people would come up to me and be like, oh, Mackenzie, how's the fam you know whatever they would say and I would always just like pretended like I knew them and be like oh great how's your fam you know all this stuff and so um as far as community church community was always really easy for me like it just happened so naturally like I didn't have to do anything I didn't have to try it was just there and so when I got to college I remember going to church the first couple of Sundays and was like really excited to plug into a church and suddenly figuring out that it was actually really hard because number one, uh, nobody knew me and nobody needed to know me because I wasn't the pastor's kid anymore. And so suddenly like I was the one having to try to get involved in community. And that is a different mindset. That was a shift for me. And then secondly, I grew up with my dad as my pastor. And when your dad's your pastor, you kind of just agree with everything that they say. You're kind of like, yeah, your theology is usually like your parents' theology. And so um, I had never sat through a Sunday sermon and like, honestly, ever heard anything that like I didn't fully agree with. And so I remember sitting in church the first couple of Sundays um, in college too and being like, whoa, I don't know if like I believe that. I don't know if I fully like line up with that. And so my journey with church in college was like a lot of like 
stepping a few steps forward, being like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. And then honestly being freaked out and be like, no, 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 this is too hard. So I'm going to like take a couple steps back. And so that was kind of like my journey with church all throughout college. And then um, when I graduated from college, I was really like ready to plug into a church. I was like, okay, now's my time. Like I'm going to get involved in a church and I'm, I'm going to go all in for it. And there was this one church that I had attended like a little bit throughout college, but I had never gone all the way in. And um, as I was kind of church hopping and looking for churches, I kept like my heart kept wanting to be back there. Like I was like, oh, that church. Like I love that church. I love that church. But at the same time, um, you know that that church in college that like a lot of people go to mm-hmm. and um, everybody like got super involved freshman, sophomore year. And so there was this whole crew that went to this church that they were like the Christian crew. Like they went to the church, they were all involved in everything. And I wasn't in that crew. And so I remember being like, I want to go to that church, but I'm really nervous about community because I don't, I'm not a part of that crew. And like, I feel like I'll always feel left out at that church. And so I kind of avoided it, kind of avoided it. And then finally, like the Lord just kind of like, like, I feel like just like broke me down one day and was like, what are you doing? Like quit running away from this thing that like, you know, I'm calling you to. Mm -hmm. And so I finally just like committed and was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to that church. Like that's going to be my church. I'm saying it, I'm making it a thing. And I remember so many Sundays like going in and like sitting by myself and kind of like sitting in the back row and being like a back rower for like probably like four or five months and Mm -hmm. um, feeling like nobody noticed me, feeling like nobody saw me, feeling like maybe I'll give up, maybe honestly starting to skip some Sundays because I felt like nobody cared if I was there or if I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, God moved in the ways that he always does. And I ended up kind of being asked to be a part of this community within the church. And it was really funny because it wasn't like young people. It was honestly like a random hodgepodge of people. But I got invited to be a part of this community. And through that, like through that invitation, I found community at church. And it wasn't like me in the young 20s. It was like me and the like moms and dads of the church and like, like (laughs) honestly hanging out with like a huge group of kids on like Friday nights. But it was still so cool and so awesome. And through that now, like three years later, I'm like so deeply involved in my church in so many different ways. And um, I think that there's a lot of us who who want to go to a church, like we feel led and called, but we are so afraid that like we won't be a part of the community, like that we won't Mm -hmm. be included in the community that we see that's already formed. Mm -hmm. And we just don't know how to step into that or how to get into that. And I think that when you make a choice and when you commit to something, God will surprise you with what community will end up looking like. It Mm -hmm. might look like you finally getting in and being a part of that cool crew that's already there, or it might look totally different. And so Mm -hmm. I think that one of the biggest things with church is just like making the decision and committing and committing and saying yes and taking that step of obedience before you see like the fruit and the gift of it. Because mm-hmm. I think like God can move when we fully commit. He can't always move when we're like half in, half out. And so yeah. that was kind of my church journey. That's so good. I love how you like stuck it out there in the beginning. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Not too well. I skipped a lot of weeks quite honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But you were like, you came back and you made it happen. And I think that's just a cool thing. We often, if we aren't like included or nobody says hi to us the second we walk in the door, if like, like I'm out, yeah, you're out, but you stuck with it. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we just wanted to go through just some like big questions that are often asked with church community and kind of give our perspective and our responses to these things. So we have like three big questions that we're going to walk through and um, share a little of our own experience and also what God has been teaching us through it all. So yes, um, our first question, and this is one that we hear all the time. This is a big one in our culture today. And it, it is, do I really need to go to church? Do I really need to go to church? Can I just listen to a podcast or go to a Bible study or just go to Delight? And the answer that we have for you is yes, go to church, but not for the reason that you may be thinking. Like, we're not going to sit here and tell you like, you need to go to church. Like you have to go to church. You are not a Christian if you don't go to church. We're not going to say that to you at all. But we want to tell you that like church is one of the biggest gifts that the Lord gives us. Like, let me tell you, like I could go Mm -hmm. on and on and on about what a gift to me, like my church has been in so many areas of my life. Like 
church is truly like a home. It's a home within your city. And for those of you who are like maybe at school and and you're away from your family and you don't have your family in town with you and you're like, oh my gosh, like I feel like just like nowhere I can go that like to like softly land, like find a church and get plugged into because I guarantee you it'll like give you that same feeling of home like every Sunday when you walk in. I swear when I walk Mm -hmm. through those doors on Sunday morning, like it's like I can just breathe easier. Like I can just take a breath, feel like people Mm. see me, they know me, they love me, they accept me for who I am. They Mm. notice when I'm there and when I'm not there, like they become Mm. like family. And so I think that church is a gift. We often see it a lot of times, I think in our age group as like a, another responsibility or like another thing we have to fit into our busy schedules. Um, but I think there's a mind shift, like a mind switch when we, when we make church, not just a priority, but like a choice, like a choice that's actually something that we see as like a fun and like as a life giving part. Like for me, going to church is life giving. It's not like, oh, I got to like make sure I go to church today. For me, church is like the place where I know I'm going to be filled up with community. I'm going to be filled up with encouragement. I get a, a moment to worship, to like encounter Jesus face to face. Like mm. I get people who um, call out gifts in me. I get people who um, call me into deeper leadership, who, who give me opportunities to serve, like just like all these things. And I think if you're not plugged into a church or if you are kind of like halfway going, halfway not going, you're just missing out on one of the biggest gifts in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that for you. Like I want you to experience the fullness of what like being plugged into a local church can be like. Yes, it can be so good. And then our second response is honestly, like it is so important to be like under the authority of a body of believers in this way. Um, I think our culture has gotten like a lot of us like young college students and in our early 20s, all of a sudden there's become this culture where we just like kind of pick and choose what we want to believe. I like to call it drive through faith, Mm. drive through the drive through, get a little something from the 99 cent meal, get a number seven combo, mix it with value sized fries and a large drink. Oh, but no ketchup. Can you leave the ketchup off? Drive through faith. Keep going, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of a big plate of food. Yeah, instead of a sit-down restaurant. I get it. Yeah. Yes, that's good. But yeah, exactly. Where you can't always have it your way. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Mac. (laughs) Yes, good analogy. But it's so true where we like pick and choose. We're like, hmm, I'm going to listen to Rick Wilkinson. And then this day I'm going to listen to Chad Veach. And then I love Francis Chan. I'm going to listen to him. And then there's this local pastor. I love this sermon too. And oh my gosh, Louis Gigulo. Yeah, and I like really am in a season where I'm loving listening to dating podcasts. I'm just gonna listen to thirty dating podcasts. This random Bible study from this other author, like all these things. I'm you're just picking and choosing what you love and what you need to hear in the moment, and that is great. I'm sure you're like having a lot of fun with that, and it's probably really entertaining. But you're not really being challenged or convicted in the way that you need to be. You might think you're being convicted and challenged by listening to these hardcore, awesome sermons, but it is so important for you as you're growing up, because let me just tell you, I don't know who you are, who I'm talking to, but you have a lot of growing to do. Like you're still young. I'm still, I have a lot of growing to do and you need to be under a body of believers. Like you shouldn't continue to just pick and choose what you want. Make your, your own little theology, make up your own little Christian community. Like you need to be under a body of believers. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. Like sometimes in doing that, you might there might be a Sunday where you don't love it. This pastor maybe said something that you've never really thought of before or mm-hmm. is different than what you always imagined. And that's okay. Like take some time. One of the, the pastor at my church always says, he's like, I'm going to give you guys a little sermon right now, but then I want you guys to take this scripture that I mentioned and go home right after the service and read it again on your own time and make like see what God has to teach you mm. from it. Cause I'm just giving you one perspective and like, that's what you should do at church. Like, yeah, the pastor's going to like there and there might be times where you disagree with things in the pastor, but there's so much beauty and growth in that disagreement um, and learning through it and working through it together. And also, I just think it's so important through church and this authority too, under this authority, you get like mentors and people to speak into your life. And like, that's a beautiful thing too. And the funny thing is mentors in our culture too has become sort of like this. We think it's just people that speak into our lives, all these good, encouraging things. And we just are filled up and sent out and stuff. But actually 
what's the reality of a mentor is they're going to tell you some things that you are going to be really challenging that you might not want to hear, but you just do it. You act on it anyways. You're choosing to be under authority. So if my mentor tells me I shouldn't, I should stop sleeping with my boyfriend, like I'm held to a certain accountability and now I have to talk to her again and I'm not going to sleep with my boyfriend. So like there's like just beautiful things of being under mm-hmm. authority and listening to somebody else's voice in your life and growing through that. And that's what a church community offers that I think a lot of us mm-hmm. in our early 20s and young people really need is some yeah. direction and authority in our life. Yeah. And that it's like covering, it's protection. It's It's really beautiful. It's not a place where it's like, oh, they're watching my every move. They're going to like notice when I screw up. But it's people who like notice when like maybe you're just drifting away and like, man, as like a leader to have a place where I go and just get to like sit in the seats and like receive. And as a leader, like I get to sit in the seats and people like greet me and ask me how I am. And people mm. like say, what the, what has the Lord been teaching you? Mm. And all those things, like it is such a gift in my life. And like, I mm. think so many people in our culture today are content with watching church online. And yeah, like we maybe all have a Sunday where we need to do that. Or like people are content mm. with just like, being like church of the podcast or people are content Mm -hmm. with like, Hey, I talk to my friends about God, like every now and again. So like, that's enough for me. And, um, Mm. I just think that like, that's like kind of doing faith on your own. It's doing faith in isolation. And I just think that like, we, um, we are a body of believers. Like, like we are meant to be like, there are some of us that are meant to be the fingers and the toes. Some are meant to be the hands and the feet. And like, we can't know our full identity until we are connected into a body into the, like mm. the body, like the big C church, like we've got to be connected into that. And so I think like, mm. if you're not doing it, you're just missing out on like this piece of the heart of God that is so huge and so big. And like the church is like God's plan a for the world. Mm. So like, we got to like lean into that more. Yeah. So. Yeah. I want to be really specific too. I'm thinking of girls right now who have talked on the phone with college girls who are moved somewhere a few hours away to go to church or to go to college. <laughs> they <didn't laughs> They're move. like, I moved here to go to church. <laughs> to go to church. No, they moved to go to college and they are still listening to their sermons yeah. from their pastor at home. And I just want to speak to that person right now, whoever's like moved, but now listening online to their old pastor and stuff like that, or their current pastor, whatever it is. Um, I just like really want to challenge that person to like find a local church. Like yeah. you're, you, when you go home for breaks and stuff, go back to that church. If you're going to move back home, like you can go back to that church. And, and that's listen gonna to be those podcasts on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Do sure. it too. Do it, do yeah. it too. <laughs> do it all. We're like, you have to cut yourself no. off. You don't have but to cut yourself off. I really want to p- encourage you to plug into yeah, a local sure. church because right now, church is more than just the sermon too. It's the community that you need right now and in this season. And there might be brand new people and it might take a really brave step of faith because it's all new and you're going to have to go alone and you're going to have to restart and you have to rebuild and all this, but it's worth it. Like I really want to encourage this person to like step into a local church, like one that they can go to consistently every Sunday and get plugged in and serve in a new place. You're going to learn more about church too. Open your perspective. Um, You're probably kind of like only know what you know until you, until you um, yeah. try it out. So yeah. still listen to the sermons. Your pastor is probably incredible, incredible. No wonder you're still listening to him or her. I'm sure it's awesome, but get involved with the local one too. Yeah, I think that's so good. And I want to say too, like, I just want to like point this out that I have a lot of friends who like, who don't go to church. And honestly, when I was making my decision to, to really get plugged into a church, I felt like a lone ranger in a lot of ways. Like I felt like I was like one of my only friends who was like really craving that and really needing that and really wanting that. And I think the beautiful picture of this is like, I made this a decision and like, I really stepped into it. And what has been so cool has now been like friends who have now come along and been like, whoa, I see like what a gift church is in your life. And like, I want that too. And who now are like every Sunday I'm saving 15 seats on like the third row. And it's like, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. even if you have to be the first one to be like, I'm going to be like my one Mm -hmm. friend who goes all in here, like do it. Like it's so worth it. And I remember I was so scared because I was so terrified of having to sit by myself at church. Like that to me (laughs) sounded like the worst thing in the world. And I did it for a lot of weeks. And now like, Honestly, 
I wish I could sit by myself sometimes at church, but now we're saving all the seats. Got to put the Bibles and the purses everywhere. But so just like amazing. a little encouragement. Yeah, too. be the first one. Just yeah. do it. Be brave. Do it. Yeah. Okay, number two, I get this question all the time and it's really, I mean, this is tough. This is hard. It's, you know, I know I want to go to church and know I want to make this a priority, but how do I pick a church? Like, how do I find one? How do I settle on one? Um, And we just want to like start off by um, saying that we know like church hopping is such a thing these days. It's like literally here at first week of college, it's like you got to church hop for months and months or whatever and love church hopping. I've done it before. I think it's great. I think it's good. But church hopping should not happen for six months. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, you can church hop. You can hit half the churches in your town in about three weeks time, I believe. Yeah, you got to double up up. on a Sunday, triple up on a Sunday, go to a midweek service, Mm -hmm. do what you got to do to make this a speedy process. Like, and I think what you have to come to realize and what I've come to realize, honestly, and this was a hard lesson for me. Cause like I said, my dad was my pastor. So for me, church was like so easy. Like I never had to choose it growing up. Um, but you are never going to find a perfect church. You are never going to find a church where you love the worship. You love the call to worship. You love the pastor. You love the community. You love the space. You love the everything like you're just never going to find one that meets everything Mm -hmm. that you're never going to feel maybe like offended sometimes sitting there that you're never going to feel uncomfortable like you just won't and so you got to let that idea go and then um just kind of find one that really puts you in an environment where you can experience jesus and we kind of boil that down to a couple of things that we think really are important when it comes to picking a church Yes. So the first thing that we think is like so important in the church is finding a place where you can encounter God, like where you walk in the place and you like can encounter him, whether it's through worship. I think worship is the first thing. Like if you love and resonate with the worship, if you're just like feeling God's presence in worship, that is a good sign. That is a good place where you're encountering God. If the pastor gets up there and speaks and you are like vibing with him, you are like focused, you're compelled, all of those things, that is like you encountering God through his or her message. And so that is like, that's really good too. So look for that. Um, even in the prayer, like in the, if they, whether the church is like a little breakout thing or a response time, like, are you encountering God in those moments too? Mm-hmm. Um, of course you do. This sounds so obvious, but I think we often put ourselves in places where we're like, there's a lot of places where you just might not connect. You're like, Oh, well I love like the building or it's really close to my home or there is really great people or there is an opportunity there or I could do this or that. Like it all doesn't really matter if you're not encountering God. So that should be the top priority is are you encountering God in your church? Um, So look for that first. The second thing is that you should be able to like connect with the community. This is a really important part. It's not something we want to look over. I think sometimes we might be like, oh, if, as long as the worship's yeah, good. As long as you can sit in the pew on Sunday and feel good, then yeah. who cares? Yeah. Yeah. But like we were saying before, like these people that are going to pour into your life, that are going to feel like family, that yeah. are going to keep you accountable, like you've got to be able to connect with them. Mm. So if you're a hipster and love all the trendy things and, you know, wear cool, cool clothes, you should go to that church. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm really getting on the no. rabbit trail. <laughs> I think what this comes down to is I had, um, I remember talking to some girls one time and they were telling me, they're like, you know, I've been going to this church for like weeks and weeks. And like, I love the, I love the pastor. The pastor is amazing. The worship is amazing. Like every Sunday, I'm so hyped. Like I'm so alive, everything. And like, but I've been going for two years now and I've literally never like connected in community. Yeah. And like, I've tried, like I've signed up for some house churches or some small groups and like, it just hasn't worked or, you know, whatever. And I just, I can't find community there. Like that to me is always just like a little place of like, Hey, Find a church where maybe the teaching isn't quite as amazing. Maybe the worship isn't quite as epic, but you can get plugged into community. Like, I think that that's just as important and you're going to need that too. Um, And so I think when you're kind of like looking for churches, like 
don't sacrifice like one for the other. Like don't, you know, don't choose a church where you're like, you're so invested in the community, but like you literally never feel God's spirit when you sit there. <laughs> like mm. you, that's probably not the church for you. And and don't choose a church where like worship is hype and amazing and every week you're sobbing, but then literally you don't talk to anybody when you mm. leave. Like you've mm. got to find one that has both. I think yeah. church is so much more than a worship service on Sunday. It is like a body of believers that you do life with every day of the week. And yeah. then also, also like it really is a place where you like should encounter and hear from the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, so many people are so concerned with like theology and all these things and those things matter and those things play into this stuff. But at the end of the day, if you find a church where you encounter God and you are plugged into community, like keep going, that is your home that is where you should be involved. Yeah, and I like what you said of don't sacrifice one for the other. Like you should equally be able to experience and encounter God and also equally be able to connect with the community there and find friends and make it feel like family. They are so important. So look for those two things. Those are the biggest things. And if they are there, go for it. Commit, go all in, be present, be consistent. Yeah. How do those look like for you at your church? Ooh, encountering God. Well, I love, first of all, I love the worship at my church. It is just the way that I love to encounter God. I will say I love like just like a little crazy worship, you know, jumping around, hands in the air um, and really a lot of freedom in worship. And um, everybody, every church worships differently. And that's how my church worships. And I love that. It's just a place where I can like so closely feel connected or in worship, I feel like that fire, that passion is reignited like every single Sunday. It's like a kind of like a conference yeah. high every time, which mm-hmm. is like just such a beautiful, it's <laughs> just such a cool thing to have in your life every single Sunday. So the worship there is just like incredible. And then the people, um, yeah, I would say the people, uh, it's definitely not like the people that I would probably be prone to connect with like naturally. It's taken a lot of time and like a lot yeah. of commitment. Um, and we're going to talk about this in a second, but it was after I started like serving and plugging in where I just saw like the hearts of the people around me. Um, they look a lot different from me. Um, and they are different ages and different personalities and different careers, but like I learned so much from them and I'm so inspired by them and they just challenge some of the people in my life most right now that, um, push me to like grow deeper and I needed that in my life. And so, yeah, it's not definitely like the easygoing, fun, fun little friendships. It's like very challenging, very inspiring, but the community has been life-changing for me. So yeah, so good. That's a little bit of that. So good. The other thing that we wanted to touch on here when it comes to picking a church is I think oftentimes we, um, Wanna, we, there's this like weird little drama situation with friends and church. Like, should yes. I go with my friends? Should I not go with my friends? What if I want to go somewhere that all my friends aren't going to? So do you want to speak a little bit on that? Yeah, I think this is really big. I think that... Um Honestly, when it comes to church, I think your current friend group just shouldn't be a part of the conversation. And I mean this on both sides. So um, I have know a lot of people who are like love to be unique and love to do their own thing. And so like I hear them talk, they're like, you know, everybody goes to this church. All my friends go to this church. But like, I just don't want to go where all my friends go. Like, I want to do my own thing. And so they literally don't go to the church for that sole reason. They Mm. miss out on church community and they hop around to all these churches where nobody knows them because they want to be different than everybody else. And like, you kind of just need to like lay that down, put your pride aside and go to the place, like go to the church. If all your friends go, that's amazing. Celebrate that. We love that. Yeah. And then on the flip side, like if you were like me and you're like, none of my friends go to this church, like I'm literally going to have to sit by myself. Like I'm literally going to have to like put myself out there and join a house church where nobody knows me. Um, do it. Like if your friends aren't going there and, but that's like, you need to go to this church because that's the church where like you feel the spirit come to life or like you, that message and the teaching just really like hits home with you. Like go and be all in at that church. And maybe you'll be like me where like suddenly your friends start coming to and they start showing up and you get to start saving them seats. So I think in the beginning, like literally sit with you in the Lord and just Mm -hmm. like let your decision be based off that and not based off what everybody else 
is doing around you or not doing around you. Yeah, totally. And I would say too, if you're in that situation where you're maybe the one person that's going away from your friend group, it might be even worth having a conversation with them just to like avoid like people assuming you hate them or hate their church or think less of their church. Maybe like have a healthy conversation where you're just like, guys, like this is really what the Lord's been doing in my heart right now. This is what I'm wrestling with. I just haven't really been able to connect here and I'm looking for a place like... I just wanted to let you guys know so that we had open yeah, communication. Yeah. I think that. I remember even when you and I were both kind of like looking for churches, there was that like weird tension of like, should we be going to the same church? Should we not be going to the same church? Like, yeah. and I, I, it's funny now, I feel like the Lord was obviously so good and faithful and all that, but I, I wondered if we would have like communicated more through it, if it would have like saved us some like tension we probably both felt yeah. just in like our own hearts being like, oh gosh, I'm kind of going rogue and doing my own thing or like, yeah. so just I think being that's a really friend wise. that gives other people freedom yeah. to like yeah and so just good. walk with the Lord so good okay the last question that um we hear people asking a lot and this is the big one you know you found the church you want to go to you're committing to it you're like I'm all in but then you're then you say okay how do I get involved <laughs> like what do I do how do I um not just be like a drive through churcher. I don't want to just like drive through, get my sermon, get my worship and leave. Like, how do I stay planted? Um, and the first thing I'm switching it on our notes list, but the first thing I think you got to do is don't leave when the service ends, when your mm-hmm. church, when your Sunday morning service leaves, you better not be leaving before Darting. that last bridge of the powerful worship song <laughs> because you want to avoid the traffic in the parking lot you better not be leaving gathering up your things and the pastor's doing the final announcements like you better be ready to sit there and stay and awkwardly stay until you talk <laughs> to every last person that you possibly can and it's so painfully awkward with you standing there that that's when you know it's your cue to leave Yes. No, it's so practical, but it's so real. If you want to get connected in your church, just stay later. You'll be surprised. I mean, the people that you can talk to also, like probably leadership at the church will be there if you stay longer. And like, it's just a beautiful way to make those connections. Very simple. Yes. Not even beautiful. I don't know why I said that word. It's really just simple and and practical. So true. So in my kind of like service role at church, I stay through two services. And so there's this like awkward time in between. It's like this like 20 minute window in between services where like the people who I've like left from the service before are there. And then the people who get there early for the second service are there. And I remember when I first got involved in the church, I hated that 20 minutes, like <laughs> literally hated. I dreaded it every week because I would be like, okay, I got to go find somebody to talk to, to make myself look busy, to make myself look like I'm like no people here. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I dreaded it every single week because it made me feel so like just awkward about myself. But yeah, here I am three years later. I got to say that 20 minutes is like the highlight of church sometimes. Wow, just what because a change. What I a change. get to have like awesome conversations with people that I know and love. And I met so many people in that 20 minute time frame. Like yeah. I met people um, that were like people I probably would have never met otherwise if I wouldn't have just like stuck around and stayed around. So mm-hmm. I that's like the most practical thing you can do. And I know, trust me, I felt more awkward than anyone probably, but it's so good to just stick it out and do it. Yes, totally. That's so that's so good. We have a countdown clock at our church in between services. And I remember staring at the clock, too. I was like, like 15 minutes more. <laughs> yeah. But you guys got it. Just do it. Um, okay, the second thing is um, to how to get involved in a church is just be consistent, honestly. Um, like, go every single Sunday that you can go. Um, like there's no, just oh, talk more on that every single Sunday that you can go. Okay. So every Sunday that you are in town and you are alive and healthy and breathing, go to church seriously, because the cons- I feel like so often we, especially in college, you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm tired. Uh, I stayed up late last night or I'm just not feeling like a hundred percent Got an exam. Got an exam. I mean, let's, we could go on and on with the excuses, but we just want to tell you like, just be consistent because this is how you will get connected. You can't go like twice a month 
um, probably not even three times a month because um, you're not really going to like see familiar faces and get connected. People won't recognize you. Like you've got to like show up every single Sunday for you to slowly start to get connected. And this is like not a quick process. This might take Mm -hmm. like, it took probably like eight months before I was like felt connected at my church. And it took, and it wasn't that those eight months I just went here and there. Like I went every single Sunday with the intention of trying to like get more and more plugged in. And so be consistent. The more Sundays you miss, the more people like, well, <laughs> I was about to be really harsh. Forget about you. Oh. That's not really true, but they just, you won't have yeah. this like impact there, presence there until you're consistent. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's fun when somebody notices like, Hey, were you, where were you last week? And you're like, Oh, you noticed that I didn't yeah. come to church last week. Like, Ooh. Um, yeah, that's like a cool feeling. Actually, it's cool. That's when it really starts to become like family. Um, I think the third thing, if you're really wanting to get plugged in, um, this would be to serve. And I mean this in two ways. First of all, like I think at every church, there's an opportunity to serve. And this looks like, I don't know, parking team, setup team, takedown team. And um, I know that these can seem not very cool, not very glamorous. Like you're like, I want to be on like, the prayer team, the cool team, but start on those like simple teams, like be the one who's working the nursery, be the one who's out in the parking lot with the big orange arrow telling people where to park, like be the one who's on tech team wrapping up cords, like serving is such a cool way to get connected because like number one, you meet people who are also serving and who are also trying to get plugged into the church. And then secondly, like people will just feel familiar. You'll be around for those 20 minute awkward in between times where you'll meet Mm -hmm. people. Like I know for at my church, like we do like, we have like serve Sundays or things and even signing up for those. I have made some of like my best church relationships through those like six hour extended period time of serving, like where Mm -hmm. I'm like, now when I see them at church on Sunday, I'm like, Oh, how are you, Janet? Great to see you. Like, Mm -hmm. how's the fam? Because I spent six hours like really with them. Mm -hmm. So serve, sign up for different ways that you can serve at your church. But then secondly, serve in the ways that you can't sign up for. Like there are people like when you step into a church body, you're stepping into a church family and you want to serve your family. Like, Um, I think this can look like so many different things. Like when the service gets over and people are like taking things down, jump in, fold chairs, put chairs away, put Bibles away, do things Mm -hmm. like that. Like maybe there's a family in the church that you really like love and respect. It's the worship pastor. Go up to the worship pastor's wife and say, hey, I'd love to like offer to babysit for your family this week. Mm -hmm. Like you guys go on a date night, let me babysit for you. Like do things like that. I think that's how we get plugged into Mm -hmm. community too. When we just say like, hey, I love you. You're a part of my family. I don't even know you that well, but like I want to serve you. How can I serve you? How can I go out of my way to like be um, truly like the body of Christ for my church family? So yeah, sign up to serve and serve in ways you also can't sign up for. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like I feel like when we go to church, we just are waiting for like our small group time or the Sunday that we are on the welcome team or this and that, but really you can go outside of those boundaries in church. Like you can be the person that just like ask somebody out to coffee that, um, yeah, like praise over the chairs, like get there 10 minutes early and pray over the chairs. That creates like a little like small group of some of the people you've met through church outside of that. Like you can go out to lunch, you can just be a pursuer. We talk about that a lot in our friendship with each other, like how we have pursued each other and been there for each other. You can be that in your church too. So if you want to get involved, be a pursuer. And one more thing before we move on for that, um, I was talking to the the volunteer coordinator at my church this last week, and he was telling me that um, that the like statistics of serving is that most people, when they sign up on like a serve team or whatever it is, they do it two Sundays and then they drop out. Like that's like the majority. It was like some mm. percentage of them do that. And so when you serve please like do it over and over and over and over and over again. Like you aren't just signing up to serve to do it like once or twice here or there, like be consistent with it over and over and over again. And I think that really matters. You might have to wake up two hours early. You might have to go to bed two hours earlier on Saturday night so that you can (laughs) be there at 6 a.m. to set up for tech team on Sunday morning. But it's like, it's so worth it. That's how you really get plugged into community at church. And, um, I think like even Ken's and I, like when we talk about like even our schedules, like we make it a priority to be 
here on Sundays, like to be back for Sundays. Like sometimes when I go on trips, like I try to make it so that I get back on Saturday night so that I can be back at my church on Sunday mornings because it matters that much to me. And I can feel the difference in my week of when I've been in my church community on a Sunday morning and when I haven't. And so it really, there's really no excuse. Yeah. There's just not an excuse. Like it's just, it's so good. It's so worth it. And it so matters. Yes. So those are our big things for you guys. Get involved, like pick a church, stop church hopping, or at least speed up the process so you can get involved in a church. And yes, you really do need to go to church. (laughs) It's not that it's like you have to, you don't have to, but if you want to grow as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, like you sure should get involved with the church. <laughs> you, you sure, sure should, should go. You sure should go, <laughs> folks. country over here. You yeah. sure should go, guys. <laughs> All right. But anyways, that is our whole spiel on church. We are so excited for you guys to plug in. Let's be like women that really invest in our church community that we like learn we soak it up we're poured into we have open hands ready worshiping showing up then we also pour into our church community let's be people that don't like skip out on our serve sunday that we like show up over and over again that we like ask that we wait we stay we're present like it's so important um yeah i just really want like our delight people or whoever's listening to be way different than the rest of the world let's be young people who don't have this reputation of being all like skimpy halfway in halfway halfway out like let's be women who are like obsessed with our church we're telling everybody we're inviting everybody inviting we're signing up our friends to be on the serve teams with us we are like just loving it i think that i i can really like just from experience like i feel the difference in my faith walk of the last like two or three years when I've really gotten plugged into church from when before, when I was kind of floating out on my own, like there is a tangible difference in how I approach every Mm -hmm. single week in my walk with the Lord. Like there are spiritual disciplines that I've stepped into because of my church community that I probably would have never stepped into without them. And so it's really like, I say all this, not because I like feel like I should do it. I say all of these things. Ken says all of these things because like we are getting to like experience the true gift of church every single week and like I want that for you guys so badly like I want you guys to have that that same type of community and family and home that I feel every single week at church so we love church we love you guys and like can't wait to hear your stories and your journeys I'm sure some of you have already so plugged in and you can probably like send this podcast to all your friends and be like see see what I've been talking about so yes let's (laughs) be women who love the Lord and love our churches we love you guys and we will see you next Next week week. bye